0: Hello, welcome back to the Exposure Ninja podcast from myself, Jess Percival, and the wonderful Tim Cameron Kitchen. We have quite a bit to talk about today, but I think our main focus is going to be this Google Broadcore update. Now, Tim is the pro. I think he's seen many, many years of big Google updates and big Google updates that just so happen to destroy people's websites and their SEO. But I'd say those days are a little bit behind us, aren't they now, Tim? What are your thoughts on this On this most recent update?
1: Yes, I think it's, it's still relatively early days. I think there was some initial noise around uh, Friday before last, maybe. And I think we're about a week into the coverage of it. So it's fairly early um, to know what sorts of sites are being impacted and what sort of um, ranking factors. But I think every time there's a Google Broadcore update, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of panic uh sometimes hysteria people wondering do i need to bin my website do i need to take a brand new approach are my rankings down because of the update are they down because of other reasons so i do think it's a good time to just explore the fundamentals of maybe what a broad core update is and how we should all approach them what do you reckon jess yeah. is it worth it yeah or...
0: i absolutely agree i think um The way that Google does their updates now tends to be they're making changes all the time, little changes, and then they do these big updates, but they're not as detrimental as they used to be in the past. So yeah, no need to panic, no need to freak out. But there may be some areas that we see, some industries and whatnot that see more of an impact, some types of websites, some types of content that see more of a impact. So just, yeah, it really, really depends.
1: Yeah, and, and these are the broadcore updates are these larger scale updates, as you say, that typically happen maybe twice a year, Google doesn't come out with like a press release about saying, here's what we're now rewarding, and here's what we're punishing. So it's kind of up to the SEO community. And most of the tools also have a bit of a take on this. So they'll have a look at the sites that have seen gains, um, and they'll release data around which industries have been particularly affected it's all too early for any of that. So right now, we're in the sort of rampant speculation stage where some people are saying this is, it's all about penalizing AI content, or it's all about, you know, whatever. Um, It's really too early to know. But I think, if you notice a drop during a core update, that drop tends to be fairly obvious and it tends to happen sort of within a day or so. So if it's a gradual decline, that isn't usually something that is uh, sort of consistent with the broad core update impact. Um, But if you do see a big impact, you know, I think it's always worth revisiting the first principles of SEO. Google's official advice in all these sorts of situations is, Make sure that you're creating the best content possible for users, not search engines, because that's what we want to reward. And it's really frustrating to hear that every single time, because you're like, "Well, I am," and yet I've seen a drop in broadcore. Um, my personal take is that we don't necessarily want to just be relying on broadcore updates to steer our direction. We actually want to be going to the sort of the source. Which for me is the search quality rater guidelines. And if you, there's a video on our YouTube channel about the search quality rater guidelines and this document that Google releases, which it very, very rarely updates, but um, the search quality rater guidelines are where Google wants the algorithm to go. This is essentially the training for the people that train the algorithm. So if we make a site that does well with the, uh, the, the search quality rater guideline criteria, then we can assume that further broad core updates will only reward our website. And the big thing that has changed recently in those search quality rater guidelines, probably the only big thing that's changed recently, is Google explicitly laying out its desire to reward content that demonstrates firsthand experience of what it's talking about. So, this would be you know review sites that have actually used the product rather than review sites which review things based on just aggregating other reviews online or um, i don 't know any any site really if if you 're writing content on your website and you don't have experience or the person who's writing it doesn't have experience, are they tapping into someone else in the business's experience in order to make that content you know genuinely authoritative? And whether or not this broadcore update is going to reflect Google's push into rewarding experience content, I don't know. But we would expect subsequent broadcore updates to do that because the search quality rater guide, search quality raters, these are, I think there's around 10,000 of them around the world. They are rating Google search results based on the criteria that the search quality rater guidelines um, lay out. And then the, you know, Google's algorithms are sort of refined and fine-tuned over time based on the ratings that these search quality raters give. So we can expect to see the criteria from the search quality rater guidelines over time uh, be more and more visible in in Google search results. So that's the thing I would be focusing on more than anything, because I think that's the thing where a lot of the websites that you're seeing ranking at the moment are, really not meeting that experience criteria in the search quality rater guidelines so whether it happens in the august broadcore update or whether it happens in the future i think that's the main sort of uh the source of um of uh of movement that we're going to see over the next few years
0: yeah absolutely and if you're not kind of familiar with the search those search guidelines one of the most important things is eeat which um we've discussed a lot and if you're connected to content or seo or have done any research like this you probably would have heard about it before and that's including experience expertise authority and trust there we go i knew i knew all of them um in your you know on your website in your content so that you know your content is coming from a place of actually knowing and actually understanding these things and from a position of expertise rather than just being created by anyone or created by ai so that's another thing to keep in mind pretty much every single time one of these big algorithm updates happens the main thing that tends to come out from google a while later is that they say just make good content for humans like nearly every single time that's the takeaway so i'd say if you do kind of see anything um you know, any drops, just double check that content and make sure make sure that it is it is the best quality it can be. We've had um, a question on our live stream asking if we can quickly summarize the update for anybody who's arrived late. This um, podcast recording will remain available on this YouTube channel once we've done so you can watch it again or um, tomorrow it will be uploaded to our podcast platforms, which is like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast. So if you were like, oh, I'd prefer to listen to this on the commute tomorrow, you can do that. So there's plenty plenty of options for you but unless you have anything else to add to that tim i think we will jump onto the news that has come out from tiktok i did think it was tiktok next yes do you have anything else to add on the broad core update
1: no I, I, only other than um th- there's a twitter account from sistrix that's worth following it's like a seo sort of monitoring um tool and it has a big database of ranking movements and things like that so Early signs from Systrix is that this is a relatively small um, update. I don't think Google publishes in, in the olden days. They used to publish in the olden days, like five years ago. They used to say we've uh, you know we've released a broadcore update and it's impacting sixty five percent of websites or something. They don't do that anymore, so I don't think they give any sort of insight into how widespread this is. But it seems to be relatively small. Um, and uh, yeah, but the the news for someone who's tuned in late is just follow the search quality rated guidelines. Go where the puck is going. Don't try to be too reactive into what's happening with this particular update or that particular update, not least because it's very difficult to isolate any ranking factors or weightings that have changed from update to update because these are are complex sets of systems that have lots of interdependencies. And actually the reality is that probably no one in Google knows fully what this broad core update is designed to weight uh, differently to to the last one
0: yeah it's very hard for them to kind of put together a document and say this is what this is who it will impact this is what is changing because i don't think they even even fully know that until it's rolled out um but yeah we've got some news about tiktok which is very interesting tiktok is going to be launching some search ads which if you don't know if you're like me and you kind of just use your tiktok for you page and you just scroll through there's actually also a search function which it seems that young people are actually using tiktok a lot to make searches which is really really interesting Um, and I've noticed as well when you use TikTok and you like look at the bottom of a video sometimes it will show you a suggested search related to that video potentially to find out more information sometimes I'll see a, a gossip video and I won't have got the first half of the gossip and then when I go to the comments I see that the top search or on the video the search is for the other half of the gossip you know it's quite quite funny but a lot of people are using it to search for products, to search for advice, pretty much anything that you would search for on Google, young people are using to search on TikTok, which is amazing, which is why TikTok has decided to add ads to this search. Now the way that they're being run is different to what you would think of as search ads when you think of like Google. So when somebody makes a search, the ad will appear as part of sort of the organic search results in the videos that appear and if you click on it and scroll it'll scroll you through the same results or if you click on a video above it and then scroll through it i believe it will appear in that list as well when, when you're kind of scrolling through going from video to video um something quite interesting about it is that it will just take an existing video from your tiktok account already um, and use that i think you say which videos you want but it has to already be uploaded to your account and you can't, I think Tim did a deep dive and found out that you can't actually target specific keywords, which is very, very interesting. I don't know if you, you have a bit more to share on that, Tim.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just so I understand, Jess, so that when you search on TikTok, you get like a grid on yep. you of videos. You, yes. I think it's like a two by two grid that you can scroll through and then some of these are going to yep. be sponsored. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's exactly it.
1: So yeah, it doesn't appear that you can target certain videos. You also, sorry, certain keywords. You also can't, as you say, target certain. Uh, you know, you can't create a search-based ad. TikTok is going to draw from your existing ad creative and choose yes. what it shows. Which I hope that that's version one of this, because I think that if you're building and if you're building creative for a search versus building creative for an interruption type thing like you just want to stop someone's scroll on a for you page you're actually creating a very very different ad or you're creating a very different piece of creative right if i'm searching for best tennis racket i pretty much want like a whole bunch of tennis rackets in front of me and then someone saying i'm going to you know show you which is the best one of these or we're going to test to find out which is the best whereas in a for you page setting that's not necessarily what you might want you might want to see someone who's doing like massive crazy smashes and then they're measuring their power and saying this racket provides loads of power and then you might go and buy it. So I think there's actually a very different need in the creative for search versus interruption. So I'm a little bit concerned that at the moment, it just looks like TikTok's going to serve whatever they choose. Um, You're right. You can't target keywords. You can add negatives. So you can, okay. you know, like Google ads where you can have, uh, you know, you, you can have broad keywords that you're targeting, we want to advertise anything around tennis rackets, but then you'd add negative keywords, which would be like, okay, we don't want to advertise against cheap tennis rackets, or free tennis rackets or worse tennis rackets, right? Because that, yeah. that search volume is not going to be ours. So you can add negatives. Um, and I think what you will probably do, because TikTok will give you a list of the search terms your ads are showing up against. So what you could do is what we do on Google ads, which is you sort of fine tune your keyword targeting by going through that search query report and adding any that aren't relevant as negatives. So it feels like a fairly sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is, basic uh, search ad offering. I guess we're comparing it against Google ads, which you know search ads (laughs) have been around for, I don't know, 20 years. So it's going to be understandable that it's not as advanced. Um, But I, I really do hope that they give, creators the opportunity to specify we want this ad to show against these keywords because otherwise I think that is really going to impact the performance of these search ads. I I don't know what your thoughts are there Jess.
0: Yeah so something that's really interesting about TikTok is that they seem to test features and then grow them from there. So for instance, I've really watched like the e-commerce side of TikTok grow and change to the point that now TikTok is like, we're not going to allow external links anymore because we want all the purchasing to be done through our own e-commerce platform, which is just so fascinating. I think there's a lot of people who are doing affiliate marketing and whatnot who are going to be quite disappointed. Um, But it just shows that they've kind of, the way they've kind of built things up. And I think we're going to see the same thing with these ads so i would definitely say if you your audience skewers younger and you know you're you've got good reach on tiktok i think this is a really really fantastic opportunity like i would definitely say you know test it out see how it goes and i think it could be really really helpful now in the past i have noticed that tiktok ads have been a little bit more on the expensive side but it could be that their results are absolutely fantastic you know you have a really Laser-focused audience who is spending more time on that platform than any other platform, so I think it's um, it's definitely worth taking a look at. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the results that people get once it's finally sort of being used more. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really exciting. Uh, there's also an implication for Google perspectives, which is Google's sort of response to people using TikTok as a search engine where you'll be able to choose the perspectives filter and then in your search results in mobile in the US at the moment, but eventually everywhere, you'll be able to see user generated content, primarily forums and um, short form video, including vertical video like YouTube shorts and TikToks. You'll be able to see these in the search results. So let's say that you were searching for something like best tennis racket, and you wanted to look at people's opinions on this rather than you know, besttennisrackets.com forward slash besttennisrackets2023, hyper-optimized for that affiliate revenue. If you just wanted to see like, what are some average people saying on their TikToks about what the best tennis racket is, you might go to the perspectives tab. And this is, you know, this is potentially a model that Google could use there as well, where they would be giving advertisers the ability to advertise against perspectives. So it will be super interesting to see how this works. I guess the fact that it is a brand new um, ad offering means that there aren't going to be too many advertisers bidding for search ads so it's probably you know a good time to get lower cpcs even if they do increase over time um yeah let's let's see where this goes i think like you say it's really exciting to see how tiktok is evolving their commercial the, the commercial side of things and allowing creators to monetize of course, you're going to need good ad creative to work here. This isn't something that you can just bosh out a couple of lines of copy for. You're going to need a, a decent uh, TikTok to work for this if it's going to generate Absolutely. you any revenue at all. And that I think that's a skill set that a lot of businesses don't currently have. And a lot of agents yeah. don't currently have, to be fair.
0: No, and the thing is, as well with TikTok, is that you want to go for that user-generated content feel It's you can't just repurpose your shiny ad that you've used on a different platform. I mean, I would say with any social media platforms and vertical video, I I think that, you know, user generated content is the way forward. And if you are looking at this, these search ads and feeling like, oh, it just feels a bit much for me right now. There's no harm in doing sponsored posts that will appear within people's for you pages. Or I've noticed a real trend of people sponsoring smaller created creators on TikTok, sending them free products and just saying, hey. Could you try this out and review it? Like I I've mentioned this one before, but um I was getting advertised a bodysuit on TikTok and I was getting like maybe four videos in a row at some points of just girls trying on this bodysuit with like hashtag ad or sponsored post like in their in their video. Um there's a lipstick that I keep getting advertised about constantly. And I see quite a lot of people, you know, I've seen some videos with like one or two views popping up. You know, like I've definitely noticed a trend on TikTok as well, where I'm getting like even smaller accounts are appearing. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities. I would definitely say test it out, give it a go. And um, if you find that this kind of TikTok marketing is good for you, then the search ads options could be good for you as well. Yeah, that's all I have to say on TikTok for the moment.
1: I mean, one one more thing on TikTok more generally. I think what you've just said there is 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 so incredible. We have never seen a a digital or any platform which is so good at identifying buyer intent even before the buyer knows or has expressed explicitly their intent to purchase it's so good at identifying interests and oh yeah it's it's only going to get better as the amount of data it can feed on increases which is a virtuous cycle that it seems to be you know running into now so whilst I'm a bit skeptical about, you know, TikTok being in control of the positive keywords that you're targeting and the ad creative that you can show. I mean, to be fair, if you're going to let if you're going to trust your advertising performance to anyone who's creating an algorithm, you know, tick, you could do worse than TikTok, they've got some decent track record that for you pages is, is an engineering marvel that rivals anything that's been built in the physical yes. world I think
0: yeah yeah absolutely and just for reference I brought the bodysuit that I kept getting advertised to there and I go. brought I brought a dupe uh, as in like an alternative version of the lipstick I was being advertised to because it was a bit too high of a price point for me um, and the reason I bought it from the other place is because they had a big banner on their website saying TikTok has spoken here's the dupe and I was like cool I'll buy that one instead, you know, because I knew exactly what they were talking about. They were aware of the trends and what was popular and they they played into it. So you can actually piggyback on the back of other advertisers if you have a better offering. So that's a, that's another wow. thing to talk ladies about. ladies and gentlemen. Now talking, yeah. We got him. <laughs> We have, we have. Talking of offerings, there has been a tool that has appeared from, um, is it Hubstaff?
1: It's Hubspot.
0: Not Hubstaff, Hubspot, sorry. Please. SaaS companies diversify your names thank you um yeah from hubspot um which was flagged to us and basically it's a brand development tool if you would like to call it that um which was this is kind of just sort of a funny one to discuss i think tim might be able to share his screen as well if you wouldn't mind um so hub Hubspot have released this branding tool where you can input a little bit of information about your business and it will make recommendations for you including like your logo the colors you can use the text you can use in your logo but it it doesn't really do that it offers you a few sort of stock type graphics then it offers you every single color it doesn't even make really specific recommendations then it offers you every single font. (laughs) So none of them are really actually tailored to your business, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've looked at HubSpot's marketing strategy before and said it's incredible because on the one hand, it seems to be so broad that it almost appears untargeted, right? They want to rank for email signatures in the hope that somebody downloads an email signature template and is a decision maker for a crm and goes on to buy hubspot which you're like that this is a leap of faith but it seems to be working on balance but this tool that they've released i like dale said in the thing it's awful i i would go a step further and say this is possibly one of the worst and most useless digital products i've ever seen i don't think i've ever met anyone who has such low standards for their life or business that they would even consider this worth the six clicks it takes to get the result it is it is dreadful and i think we're going to see a lot of this right this is the sort of generative ai hey we could knock up this quick generative ai tool and go super viral but the output is garbage so what are you looking at and it doesn't
0: even it doesn't even feel like generative AI it just feels like they've got a load of images that are based on the keyword that you've typed in for your industry, like like for instance, you did exactly the same thing as me right you you put in exposure ninja, and all the icons are basically i don't know if you can go back to that that initial page, Tim, where it gives you the option to I think pick I can your click icon. through here oh, you can click through there as well, excellent, but none of those have even included the ninja element, which I would have thought if it was generative generative AI, it would have grabbed onto that ninja word and tried to make something with ninja and marketing. And it just hasn't even tried. <laughs> it literally just gives you this, the images that would appear if you typed marketing into Canva, for instance, or type marketing into any stock graphic tool. It's given you those options then, like I said, it gives you a bunch of color options, but it seems like here it actually gives you a full palette. I I didn't get all the way through it, um, but you know, it kind of it sounds a bit sounds a bit awful. But um, are you
1: saying you left the process after two clicks rather than yeah? The whole I did. Yeah, first? I
0: got to the I got to the text right, um, and then I just sort of got bored because I was like this. I feel I was like I've seen enough. I I feel like I can form an opinion already. I I formed an opinion initially on the um on the icons we've had a comment saying i guess it's for the people who find canva too high a learning curve maybe which it could be but that's really unfortunate it almost feels like they're taking advantage of people maybe if you type in like a totally different business like if you're a cake business or a pet business or a clothing business you might be able to get something a bit more interesting but let's say your brand is called like dove clothing and you've typed in your your brand name of Dove Clothing, and then you've typed in your industry as clothing, I I don't think it will do anything related to the Dove part, and it will just give you pictures of T-shirts, whereas I can imagine people would maybe want a picture of a Dove, let's say. So I do think it could potentially be useful for people who are really just starting out, who haven't even really done anything at all to do with their business yet like yeah it's it's
1: maybe i think you're being generous jess i don't i'm not sure there's any situation ever that this is even remotely useful
0: potentially (laughs) potentially it is it feels like it would it would take people a step back um whereas they could if if they didn't have this tool and actually had to go out there and potentially learn canva or do some creative thinking about what they wanted their logo to be rather than just picking from a bunch of icons I feel like that's going to give them really really impressive skills that will actually help them throughout their business whereas this kind of is just like oh just just it's really easy just skip that section whereas actually with any business if you're a business owner or if you're a marketer I feel like you need to have an understanding of the design process you know and yeah Anyway, that's my, that's my thoughts yeah. on it. I
1: I've, I think, so I'm just watching this and thinking, okay, what are the lessons here? How do I apply this? The first thing I think is that your branding, so this is a, an attempt to make a logo and brand colors and a sort of brand identity. And that has the, that piece of work has the ability to either get everyone in the business really excited about the potential for the company, right? This is when... The the idea feels real is where you have these things, whether it's for a product or a new business or a business line or whatever. It's when you have that brand guidelines that things feel real. And we've done a lot of work over the last over this year on brand guidelines for different businesses. And you can see when someone's eyes light up that, you know, we've, we've nailed it. They've got something that looks really cool. We're all visual. We all judge books by their covers and we judge brands by the icons and the logos And this feels like such a miss because it's completely standardizing that like if you were setting up 10,000 drop shipping Shopify stores programmatically per hour, maybe, maybe, maybe you might risk one or two of them with this. But if you have anything that you care about, it's just not worth the risk. But the other the other lesson I think you get from this is this tool, presumably they've created this tool to be some sort of link bait. So they want to get inbound links, or they want to run ads against it for logo design keywords, or they want people to share it on social media or whatever. And that's not going to work because it's rubbish. And this idea that you can build a tool on your website for all of those things, they're all very noble aims. And we'd agree with the the desire behind all of them. But really execution is absolutely everything it's not just enough to bosh out some crappy calculator or some barely thought through junk and just hope that it works and gets links it won't right it needs to be good it needs to be thought through it needs to be tested Um, and then the other I guess the other potential lesson is if you're competing against the HubSpot and feeling deflated because they have such massive budget and you're thinking how can we compete well, they're spending a not insignificant amount of that budget on garbage like this. So you don't have to compete on everything. You only have to compete on the stuff that's working. So underdogs of the world, rejoice. This is what we're going up against.
0: Yeah, rise up, rise up and t- take over HubSpot. Um, no, obviously, yeah, I, th- I think that's a really good point, Tim. Like, I do wonder what the thought process was behind this trying creating this and whether they could have created something much better and much more effective that could have potentially, you know, helped their, obviously they're trying to get these people right in their pipeline, right from the very start. And actually these people are probably going to be set back <laughs> by the, by these dreadful logos. Um, and, you know, may, it may take them longer to reach the level where they need a CRM and, and go to HubSpot. So yeah, it's, it's very, very, interesting um definitely a choice definitely a choice um but yeah let us know if you're watching the podcast live let us know what you think about that in the comments we'd love to hear it or even if you're watching on on catch up um and if you're listening to it you can always leave us a review saying what on earth happened with that hubspot thing hilarious good good job tim and jess that's that's exactly the words you should use um that's all we've got time for today i hope you enjoyed our podcast uh, as always, hit like and subscribe. If you did, you can also request a marketing review at, uh, at com forward slash review, where you can, um, you will get a 15 minute review of your website and your marketing. Apologies for the cat's automatic feeder going off in the background. <laughs> if you could hear that on the microphone, because it was very loud in my ear. Um, we're here every Tuesday chatting about marketing, talking about um Marketing news and anything that might Im- impact you. So um yeah, come back next week. We'll have even more stuff to talk about.
1: <laughs> Annabelle says, "Yeah, we're still alive. Yes, we are. Thanks to the only just
0: still alive. We're just, but yeah, we're about to leave.
1: <laughs> we're yeah, you, we're about to die.
0: But if you if you only just got here, you can watch this video pretty much immediately after we finish streaming. You can start it again from the start and watch it all the way through and get caught up on the Google algorithm updates. The Tragic tool from HubSpot and also TikTok's new advertising options in search. Anything else to add, Tim? No. Cool. We'll see you all next week.
1: See you later, everyone.
0: Bye.